Hello, everybody. Welcome to Optional Opinion here on the Nominous Radio Network. I'm your host, ADV. Thank you guys for tuning in. Got a wonderful, wonderful show for you. Um, this one is going with my feature that I did a couple of weeks ago. So I am do apologize for this late episode. Um, things came up and was and got really kind of busy. So I really had had time to record. I was doing a lot of other things. Um, but today's topic, like I said, is featured on the Optional Opinion feature, which you can find at IGN.com. Just type in anime, E-N-I-M-E, and uh, you can check it out. Uh, it's five days of worth of this topic, which is titled, sorry about that, which is titled The Girls and Their Questionable Worlds. And it's talking about girl games and like why we don't play them and why people who do get them, like how they continue to sell that they're not up to the quality standard that we expect them to be. Because I know this for some people, there are kind of like cheap knockoffs. I mean, and, I, and knockoff in the sense at, that they see probably like something like Cookie Mama or something like that. And so they're going to try to capitalize off of that. But sometimes it doesn't work that way. And because, you know, for little young girls, um, games like barbie and frozen and stuff seems to appeal more to them but it just seems that sometimes it shouldn't because the quality isn't up to standard so the first topic i'm going to get into about this is the power of barbie now we all know barbie is a it's a fantastic uh toy for girls like number one that anyone can recognize if you mention barbie you know what it is if you like walk past a toy aisle or any aisle and you see a girl's aisle the first thing you'll probably notice or ask is like where's the barbie section you know people know the power of barbie and barbie itself um it's kind of a toy that's supposed to empower and make you feel beautiful you know it's supposed to help little girls feel like they could do anything and they uh, have a responsibility of taking care of something. Not not so much as Cappy Patches and Baby Alive, where you're raising like a kid or you're raising a baby. You know, Barbie just kind of inspires young girls, even some boys, to, you know, live their fantasy of fashion and beauty and, uh, you know, uh, be inspired to be anything in the world, president, uh, fashion model, whatever that, you know, they inspire themselves to be. Um, Barbie has that power because it still generates a lot of businesses, uh, businesses. It still generates a lot of business and people are buying them in droves still to this very day. If you don't have a toy for a girl that you could think of bam there's so many things about barbie that you could get that child it's it's really an easy gift to give um to me it's like the young girl's nintendo you know it's just how we recognize video games as oh are you playing your nintendo no good where you're playing like an xbox or playstation or heck some people are still playing atari games and stuff and they'll just recognize it automatically as nintendo replacing video games um barbie is like a young girl's you know nintendo uh like i said showed them that they could be anything at first glance it was all about beauty and being feminine uh later on they expanded to other areas so when you when barbie first came out and this is just my opinion you know it was always about the clothing and looking beautiful and 
like feeling good about yourself and it took a while for other racists for them to be be input into the barbie franchise you know barbie uh, let's be real about it was really catering to white girls um and it's it's not trying to be you know disrespectful or anything like that it's just that it was barbie is known for her you know being a, a plain caucasian doll um like most dolls and you know spreading out to like little white girls and stuff um and some and then expanded to now uh african-americans and latino and redheads and you know just like oh it, it started to hear different kinds of girls you know the inclusion and exclusion that was there kind of divvied up and changed and now you know they when they bring out uh some barbies you know you have kind of like uh a little plumper Barbie, you have like a skinny Barbie, you have like different things to fit body types in, you know, just include everybody, cool, all type of girls and stuff like that. And not to be disrespectful or anything, but th- that's kind of the history of Barbie. If you go back and look how the, the brand itself changed, um, you know, beauty and you know being feminine was the thing about barbie for a lot of a lot of young white girls um and then once they started doing african-american girls um they started caring to more of the african-american culture and neighborhoods and stuff so you know it still feels kind of segregated in a way at that point in time that you know white parents were getting the white barbies black parents again the black barbies um and sometimes it got divvied up you know you had to take whatever you could take if you wanted um which is to me now which is cool just like i think for any young girl that you should have all kind of barbies like all different races of the barbies and stuff and that's good money in business for mattel but i'm just like it helps kind of explain the racial cultures that's in this world that young girls sometimes are not exposed to and you know it would be good for that to happen you know seeing a black doctor seeing a, a indian fashion model seeing um a c a black ceo you know china uh, uh, a black uh latino president you know it's good that they expanded and that you could see that uh and with the power of barbie you can see that i think a lot of girls would really really i feel like enjoy that and really need that experience um mattel got into the video game business with barbie on the nes so uh before uh you know video game girl thing games became popular let's i would say more on the ds side later on uh mattel started out at you know within the video game industry uh with barbie um because how popular the nintendo was the nes was so they made a game for uh barbie which you can check online and see the game that uh that they made um, the problem was is that it was uh, lackluster quality. The game's been about shopping, pet grooming, modeling, dancing, and more. So later on, during definitely in the Wii era, in the DS era too, um, Mattel was still pulling out video games for Barbie. And when the DS and the Wii just exploded, got really popular, um, a lot of girl games started coming on. And when Barbie games started coming on, they kind of focused still more about the shopping, the pet grooming, modeling, <clears throat> sorry about that, dancing, and just, you know, things that would cater to a girl, 
you know, a young girl, I should say at that. And maybe even some disabled girls too, uh, and not to exclude them or anything. But it, it just didn't, it just doesn't have the quality that you kind of expect that maybe like Cookie Mama or even Mario or, you know, just or even style savvy you know there's a quality to them that you can really appreciate and the barbie games really don't have that um look at the monster high games they don't have it the pets games they don't have um the um uh uh there's some silver kind of thing uh silverlicious and pickalicious like some of that stuff just it, it just doesn't have the quality and it's lacking a lot um but it, it somehow, for some reason, because it's catered to young girls, a lot of parents would just be like, well, it's cute and it's pretty on the outside and my young daughter could play it. So I'm just going to get it. And plus, it's, it could come out at a budget title, like at 20 bucks. So, um, you know, I have ideas that it can be better, but I'll talk about those a little bit later on. Um, short started on the potential of what Barbie could be in the video game space. Um, the fear of Barbie being able to work in different genres. Um, and these two kind of go together is because Barbie, since she has so much potential in her toy brand, they can bring that over into the video game space. I just feel like because they don't want they don't want Barbie to be violent or anything like that. They feel like that fear that they have uh having Barbie work in different genres will have girls being uh being becoming violent and stuff. And that's not necessarily the truth. You know, I would kind of love to see Barbie do a puzzle game. I would kind of love to see Barbie do a role playing game, even a beat 'em up or a shoot 'em up, you know, a two D shoot 'em up. And it could it could be like something like Parodius or, you know, something a little bit goofy but a little bit still fun. Um and sometimes it don't have to be very big or like fully H D and stuff like that. It could be kind of like sprite based or old school. Like they they have a lot of things that they can do with Barbie. Um uh, definitely with all her movies and stuff that's coming out and you know, all her uh different brands that of uh, Barbie that she have, like um like horse riding Barbie and stuff, you know, try that that could be like a Mario Kart game or um she has one where she's a video game character you know well maybe she could be in like a different genres of a care of different video games so you don't just have music and dancing and stuff maybe you do have something like the simpsons of a beat em up and you know you're fighting baddies and enemies with uh umbrellas or purses and stuff like that you know something really goofy really light um but they fear that that might you know hurt their business um for me i just think that it really really could be better uh and i i just hope that you know later on that mattel sees this um because i well i haven't seen many new barbie games come out just yet but maybe on nintendo switch which i'll talk about like why they a lot of them come on a, a nintendo platforms um they deserve more of a challenge in the narrative and for a great example of a girl themed game is shantae 
the Shantae gays are is a great example. I mean, they appeal to everybody, but it will empower girls to play these games and learn platforming skills. When I feel like Mario might be a little bit too tough on tough on them, um, but they still can play those games. But I think Shantae, you know, it's an action platforming game that uh, mixes in a good amount of like Castlevania a little bit, but also an easy platform, you know, and explorations and stuff like that. And it might be a little bit difficult for a young girl, who knows? But I think that would be like kind of good for them to to show them that you know uh, they could play, they could learn and get a good challenge out of a girl thing game. And Barbie could look at this and be like, you know what? Maybe we can do a good platform game. Um, and maybe you know, which because she's a spy in one of her toy lines, so use this, her spy gear. Uh, she don't really have to kill anybody. She could probably shoot them with tranquilizer guns or something like that, or throw, or you know, hit them with neutralizing lipstick or something like that. Like they could do a lot of stuff with that. So, um, yeah, Shantae is a great game, and not like I said, it's for anybody, but it would be good for girls to play that. So when I come back, we're going to talk about the lower quality, the magical quest of the sparkling pink pets. And with that, everybody, I will be right back. Alright, so the low quality, the magical quest of the sparkling pink pants, the bad game design gets overlooked, and we we have to admit that. And a lot of girl games, whether it's Monster High, um, Barbie, Pets, whatever, um, Frozen and stuff, there's a lot of garbage in those games. Like, it feels like the game hasn't been play tested, so there's a lot of sluggish movements. The concept is very basic. Um, sometimes the jumping and the attacking and even the ducking is off. And it's just, it, it just kind of, I feel like personally, it robs the player of any quality of entertainment. So it's going to feel that, you know, because it's so dumbed down and the quality is so bad that it's going to be forgiven because, you know, it's the assumption that girl, young girls are not good at video games. 
and maybe you know without a lot of practice of course a lot of young girls are going to be bad at video games there's a lot of young boys who have experience in video games and still are bad at them so sometimes you can't make that assumption and stuff it's just like you have to let them learn you have to let them do trial and error they have to fail and they have to succeed sometimes on their own no problem helping them and stuff and giving them good games uh that could still be uh, a girl thing game you know you still could give them good quality stuff and make them be able to be better at it it's just that right now for a lot of them is terrible and that's uh, to me personally that's unfair to a lot of the uh girls who who really should play video games or i think that you know if they're into experiencing all the fun and entertainment this world could give them video games is a good thing that's just my opinion um the assumption is that girls and parents don't know about great quality in video games and why they're expensive now this is true there are parents who will see a price point on the video game and would be like no that's too expensive i need something cheaper um because this is my daughter she don't know how to read or something like that and when they ask you for what's the hottest game that a girl could play and you kind of mention something that's really good but you know it's kind of universal sometimes when they see the price point they say no they want the cheapest thing so of course they'll go with maybe something like an older lego thing or if they got a ds or we we point them to the girl thing games like barbie and monster high because sometimes they'll be 20 bucks and they'll be like okay just get it uh because it's cheap my my daughter she'll like this you know and a lot of parents don't do their research about games like this and we who work in the retail space and who do podcasts and stuff sometimes we have to go and do our research so i'm and I, and for me personally uh i i still want to play some girl thing games i still want to play like barbie and monster high and i want to get uh more of uh experience and kind of be a little bit more educated instead of just seeing it out from a different from like my own viewpoint but to see it from other viewpoints of people who actually make these games and who buy them and stuff because i feel like there should be a higher quality to these games and that higher quality should really match the price of what their parents are paying you know, if your game is crappy, but you're selling it for $40, don't nobody, and it's not getting no marketing, and we don't see reviews, really, people are, some parents are just going to avoid that, and just wait for a price change, um, or, you know, a, a price drop, or wait for Amazon to have it the price match it, or something like that, because if, if a game like that nowadays, that was for a boy, came out, and it bombed, um, they would be throwing mad sales on it, trying to recoup some of, this, uh, some of the loss and stuff. They would do everything. If you don't believe me, look at Titanfall 2 as an example throughout the holiday. Uh, look at Battlefield 1 and even Call of Duty on how those games constantly went on sale. Even Dishonored 2 constantly went on sale. Uh, it's kind of to recoup some of the uh, sales that didn't really surpass the expectations. Some people did. Some people say it did. But, you know, they still had those games on for sale. And I don't think it's because of the holidays. I think they just didn't really sell what they thought they would in a quicker amount. So, uh, 
not on par of an indie game at that time. And I, I, come on, that when a third party game, definitely for girls game, like even like Lego Friends or something, when that's not on the quality of an indie game, like if I pop in Guacamelee. And that's a better game than Lego Friends, which is a big franchise for Lego. Like, they're very own, and it still sells as a toy and stuff. That's the problem. Like, they have to invest something into these games. And they got to invest in definitely in the graphics and the quality and the gameplay. Just just a lot of stuff. They The production of that game and development of that game has to be... I want to say more like kind of showcase and more behind the scenes shown like they kind of got to put something into it that makes people want it and stuff like that and there are just some games that's not better than an indie game like you know of course a castle crashers is done by a small team but that game could sell that game has sold more than pretty much anything I think Monster High did totally um, that's just my assumption. Um, they're not understanding frame rate, collision boxes, and physics. Um, there are just some girl games that you, they'll hit something and it doesn't, you know, the response is, it's not there. Um, sometimes the physics is off. Um, the frame rate sometimes stutters. Just be like, okay, come on now. This frame rate that's in Mario Brothers is running quicker than whatever's going on in this Disney Princess on DS. Like, or even on Wii. And it's just like, come on now. You guys got to up the frame rate for this. You, I mean, it don't have to be 60 frames per second or anything like that. Uh, but it got to be a consistent 30 because it just feels like this. Get, the frame rate is dropping and it looks choppy and stuff. Um, making money off the Lester form. So, like I said earlier, um, not doing the research. They're, like I said, people are not doing the research. And definitely for us who are in the retail business, it's hard for us to even sell these games to customers because we have to sometimes act like we know the game. No, good and well, we don't. There's uh, there's no marketing if uh, if they don't tell us that um, a game like this is coming in. Like if there's no hints about it. These games would just show up on the doorstep and be like, "Here you go," and they'd be like, "Oh, oh, Barbie came up with a new game, Barbie and the Cursive Pen." Like, wait, what? Like, like we don't even know when the moves and stuff are coming out. There are going to be parents who come in and be like, I need the newest game for my young daughter. That's a girl thing game. And we'll have to show them Barbie and the Curse of Pen and come up with something because we didn't know that it was coming in. So people be like, wait, great. It's a Barbie title. I'll take it. It's the latest. No one has it. My daughter will love it. Ring, ring, ring. You know, cast register out the door. And it's just like, okay. Uh, this company just made money off this customer um, because they was less deformed because we as the sellers are less deformed. And, uh, you know, for us, we really need to go out and do our research. We ne- really need to study. And so we could be able to tell these customers if this is a worth the title or purchase or if they should wait. Now, uh, and we don't want to interfere with the business of the company making money or anything like that. But sometimes we can't, we don't want to sell them a product and uh, it's false because we, 
a lot, a lot of uh, consumers will look at that particular store as those employees are dishonest. They sold me a product that wasn't up to quality. Well, you know, sometimes when you at when you ask our personal opinion versus a business opinion and stuff like the viewpoint and trying to meet the customer's needs, there's a lot of stuff that goes that factors into that. And when you have to sell a girl thing video game that you don't know a lot of, sometimes you gotta kind of make a quick decision, a quick judgment. Um, and definitely if no one buys it the first day and you just find out. So now you're able to go home and do your research and kind of be prepared for the next time, um, you know, when someone does come in and is ready to buy it. Um, you'll be able to inform them better. I'm still looking at girl thing games and I'm like, okay, so this is the latest game from Barbie. This is the latest game from Master High. Um, okay. Now I got some information. Now I know the idea. So now I can inform the customer uh, better to see if this game is worthy of the purchase. Now, if the customer, once again, doesn't like the price point, doesn't feel like those things are interesting for her daughter or for their daughter, I should say, then I would direct them to something else that's going to be worth the investment. And sometimes for some people, you need to convince them. Um, that comes more for how you sell things, but that's another, um, another story and, uh, uh, topic for another day. Um, frozen a DS, for example, um, people, you know, bought frozen for the DS because the movie was popular. No one gonna will nothing about that frozen game featured, uh, any of the songs or you know the uh elsa and i like they they featured um the the snowman on there and it kind of looks very it looks very basic that you just jump collect things and, and to the go and be, but because it was frozen and their little girl would like frozen bam now disney is making money off of that one title and who knows if that little girl likes it or not but because it's frozen, they're going to adore it because they the girls are little girls are captured by frozen. And it's kind of weird to say it like that, but it, it is sometimes it is the truth and you see it that way. Um so they're gonna make definitely a lot of money off of that. It feels like a lack of gay test that went into the product. And like I said earlier with the frame rate, the collision boxes, the physics, it kind of looked like they designed it. Someone there played it, said it was okay, and then pushed it off on the ship, came into the store, be like, there you go. Uh, bam. Now it's time for sale. And you kind of look at it and just be like, this doesn't look good at all. Like, it's, it looks like it's 75% done, and there could be more. Like, And I don't know if there's any bugs on it. And I don't. And I kind of really want to ask the GameStop employees, how many of these girl games get, like, traded in? You know, and, you know, what kind of, because I kind of wonder how much they get traded in and what is the value of them? Because the value has to be low. Now, it, I feel like they're higher than uh, sports games, um, but they have to be lower than m maybe some unknown indie game, probably. And I, I probably, f they might get like 7 or $8 back from them. Who knows? That's that's my assumption. But I kind of want to ask them and see how much do they actually get back. Um, 
because just like the game testing, I feel like personally doesn't go into it. Like I feel like if they did test this game, these games would be better than what they are. Um, the game's low quality and being dumbed down limits the developers on their potential for a better game. Um, it would be good for girls to hear interviews from these teams to understand what went into these games. Uh, and I feel like of a, definitely for us too, like if we if we were able to talk to the people who make these games and stuff like that, and uh, we could see those directors and the producers and, and the artists who all came together to make these games, I think it would be good for us as as video game uh consumers and parents who who have children who buy these games and even uh young girls and stuff to read about the development that went into their favorite girl game or game that they want to buy. Because we get a lot of developers who make kind of mainstream games and first title and triple a games and stuff like that like suda 51 hideo kojima um the guys at platinum nintendo uh with miyamoto and stuff like that we can always get those kind of interviews and stuff and we hear their viewpoints and what uh, design that they went into their product and it's very entertaining to us because you know, it feels like, okay, we now get a better understanding how you and the team work to develop that game. And we normally don't get that for a lot of girl-themed games. It would be cool for us to, you know, learn more about what went, well, what went into your Barbie fashion game. Like, how did you come up with the clothing? Uh, what, what styles were you looking at? What time period were you thinking of? And like materials and things like that. Did you go to, did you build any clothes and actually try them? Like, I think there's a lot that could actually go on that could really help a lot of girls and stuff learn them. And, you know, maybe this would give us a better understanding of the development that they went in, you know, and helping the developers with some feedback. Be like, well, I kind of like that you guys went with the 1970s period for designing clothes but i would love for you to see how can you design the game in that time period also and what art style would you guys would like to do because i think this art style like cell shading would be like kind of cool and you guys can make a really um high concept and you know fun girl game like stuck in the 70s and stuff it would kind of be cool you know uh charlie's angels thing with the barbies and stuff barbies angels like uh, stuff like that could really do a game good uh, but because we don't get that and we don't understand that the quality could be better, they just get put out. And I feel like it doesn't really maximize those developers' potential and design and love for video games. Um, and what ends up happening is that they just end up being seen as bargain bins. And when a game is end up seen as a bargain bin, that's a big problem uh, definitely for me that's a very big problem because i think there are a lot of games that are really good that a lot of love and passion went into that game and when it's just seen as a bargain bin and where people just like man whatever i'll just wait for it to go down in price that that really kind of not breaks my heart but it, it kind of really makes me sad that you know sometimes there are games that's not given a fair chance we look at it, we make a judgment of it, and that's it. Now, 
you guys could say also, well, Eddie, are you making also making a judgment? Because you really haven't played none of these games. When I'm watching a video of it and stuff like that, I kind of get interested to be like, okay, um, let me see what the quality is. And I, like I said, I want to play these games and give it a fair chance to be. And I know it's going to surprise a lot of older men and stuff. Be like, why would you want to play that? Definitely for me as a person who played video games, who is a podcaster, who talks to different people, who writes about video games. You know, optional opinion is about, you know, not only giving my opinion on something, but also give some options. You know, I take these games in as research because sometimes I need to better myself on video games and genres and themes that I'm missing so that I could talk to you guys and, you know, give my uh, uh, my opinion about it and also give some of my options. And hopefully that you guys will have opinions and options, too. You know, sometimes we could just expand on what we've been Known for playing and what is required and not recommended, required of us to play in order to have a discussion about video games. You know, definitely for me, I I need to play a Barbie game. So, like I said, I could get more insight so I could be like come back later on and be like, okay, I got this person who played this game. I got the person that played that game. Oh, and we're talking about the clothing, how we mixed up. And I could be like, well, it kind of has a Barbie feel to it because in Barbie, and it would be surprising because i'm bringing something new and fresh of a uh of a uh, introspective um to uh a viewpoint i should say uh to the conversation and you know i just don't want to see these games as bargain man like, like i said i want to give it a fair chance to things like that so when i come back i want to talk about we want blood not bubbles and sparkles and why boys or even men don't play girl theme games. So I'm going to talk about that when I come right back. So, we want blood, not bubbles and sparkles. A view about what men want and play video games. So, um, there's a belief that we want we uh, want only M-rated games uh, for older gamers. Like, we, all we want to do is dumb, do dumbed-down games. Like, we just want to shoot, 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 uh, kill, kill, kill. And um, 
that's sometimes not what we all want to do. Sometimes we want we want a game that has a story and narrative. So we do want to play a role playing game. We do want to play a puzzle game. Uh, we do want to play a driving game and stuff. Um, and you know some of the uh, FPSs and third over the shoulder third person games. I mean they are fun, but you know we we could play maybe still like Mega Man or we could play. Uh, mario party 4 or something like that we can still have fun in other genres that don't have to be m-rated games um and sometimes there are a lot of recommendations that we could give to people but for young boys and stuff a lot of people feel like they should not be playing girl thing games because you know there's a fear that um they would be they're being raised in uh a different viewpoint of what a boy should be raised upon you know, there are parents who think that boys should play sports. Um, boys should be kind of like rough and a little bit tough and, you know, be able to run and tackle. And, and you know, sometimes a lot of boys who, who not, not say they have a complex, some of the people who, some boys who don't have courage and who don't like physical things like that, sometimes just have a fear or a paranoia that, you know, they're going to be hurt and, uh, sometimes, uh, like some violent video games might be a little bit too much for them. So they do need sometimes a casual game, kind of like Mario still, but it would be cool, um, that, you know, as boys and men, uh, that we get variety. You know, it's all right owning a casual or something different in this art style and presentation. Um, like okay so yes it's weird for us to have a barbie game like that um but like i said earlier like shantae is a great game um that we all could play and you know um princess peach like her ds game would kind of be something that we could play um and there are some hardcore games like uh tomb raider and stuff but i think sometimes we kind of need to play like cook your mama if we're like a chef or we need to play animal crossing and you know kind of be relaxed and be able to micromanage things and create clothes and designs and meet neighbors and be social and stuff like that like we can have fun uh, with those games, as male players, uh, we kind of need that variety because if we go into video games as all M-rated and violence, everything else that comes into video games that that that's worthy talking about, that's that's really selling that we could tell customers that you know, hey, I recommend this game that you need to play. Um, they'll be like, no, I don't want to play it. It's, it's not a first-person shooter. You know, like, well, if you like shooters and stuff, Sin and Punishment 2 for Wii is a great game. No, because that takes a lot of, uh, it's a Wii game. So, and Wii is for babies. Like, stuff like that. Sorry about that. You know, when you think about M-rated games and stuff like that and have a viewpoint of video games, that stuff gets ignored. Um, and a lot of people i feel like as boys and even men we miss out on that variety uh so with the bubbles and sparkles and stuff it's kind of yeah we might we might need style savvy to play and create clothes because you know there are some men who have bad taste in clothing and 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 dressing up and i think that if if you can get the eye of how to um 
how to match clothes and stuff like that and kind of be somewhat stylish and stuff, it might actually help you go to a store and visualize like, okay, this goes together. Um, this would look nice on me. Um, and it's kind of weird, tra- uh, transferring, uh, a girl thing gay, like style savvy, which, you know, dresses up women to transform that into dressing a man. Just be like, well, sometimes colors play a, a, a big potential and sometimes fabric and texture stuff plays a, plays a big part in what you're going to wear and how you're going to look. You know, of course, it's easy to do black and white, basic, you know, colors. Um, But sometimes you might want to try a green and a purple. Yeah, it might look a little bit jokerish, but maybe you want to try a white and do a blue denim and try a suede jacket or something like that. And maybe a bow tie or something like that. You know, you'll be able to combine outfits and stuff and style savvy might be a game that is helpful to doing that you know maybe you you want to learn how to cook and okay yeah uh cooking mama is a little bit exaggerated but nintendo does have some cooking games that's on the ds where you can actually go to the store buy ingredients and they show you how to cook now, it, you know, that might be a game for anybody who could play. But some people say, like, well, it's more for girls and stuff because I can't do measurements or math and stuff like that. But sometimes it's showing you easy um, cooking games and, uh, you know, cooking recipes that you could do. And uh, even Art Academy is a good thing to help you express yourself and your art. You might not be the best artist and stuff, but it would be cool to learn that style. Uh, yeah, it's very casual and stuff, but to come back and just be impressed of all the art that you could do in that game. You know, the Pokemon Art Academy and the ones on the DS and the Wii and stuff, or even Wii U, like, those are great games to help you, you know, show off your art talent to the world and actually learn style. Um, and help, like I said, you know, help you learn colors and stuff like that. Yes, a Barbie game might not be fitting to you, and that's completely fine. But you know, like we got one two switch coming out, which has a modeling, uh, a modeling game. You know, and it might be funny and goofy, but you know, people who would do their best to perfect it, you know, definitely for a guy like that, would be like, okay, I could hit a pose, or I could be goofy and feel good about myself like it's, there are some games that can make you feel accepted and stuff um and sometimes buying some girl thing games to understand it laugh at it or actually be a fan of it you know sometimes you could play it and be like oh this is bad and i can laugh at myself for playing something bad or stuff like that for some people they might get a joke out of it and it's bad to say that. It definitely with the last section I just talked about. But, you know, maybe there is something about, uh, that maybe there's something is about that next game that you might actually enjoy. Uh, and just have a, a lot of fun about it. You know, I, I definitely could see me playing a Barbie game. And definitely, I play Just Dance with my family. And my sister sees me do all the hula hoop and all the games that are songs and stuff. And she sees me on Biggie. She sometimes, I won't say worry about me, but it's just like, 
uh what are you doing and i'm having fun with this game because i love to dance um you know i i have choreographed a dance routine for college and even in high school i you know choreographed the routine like i learned how to dance uh throughout those years and stuff and you know playing something like just dance kind of brings me back to having fun being on beat and doing choreographed moves and stuff and yeah they are a little bit simple and a little bit healthy because sometimes my body is a little bit out of whack and stuff but i'm having fun like that and i know a lot of just dance games sell to a lot of families and definitely a lot of girls and stuff but it would be good for boys to play it to get on beat and be dancing so maybe you are at a party and uh you know for some people who have who have ddr skills dance dance revolution skills you know your arrows cannot do justification of you actually being able to boogie or get down but maybe you might uh you maybe there are some things that you have learned from just dance that you could combine and actually be on beat and have a good time so there could be a nice helpful thing to it it just depends on what you're going to go after for it and and like i say i i believe that boys should play some girl themed games there should be some way that you play a barbie or a monster high or you know you raise a pet like nintendo or nintendo cats like or you know just the thing easy and very casual that you play like style savvy and animal crossing and yes a lot of these games are on nintendo platforms because nintendo is a family friendly um system yes they do have some m-rated games and some t-rated games for boys and stuff or for anybody who are interested in playing those games you do have that um, but you know, for family, uh, for uh, a space like the DS and 3DS, that handheld space, um, besides mobile and stuff, you know, Nintendo is well known to to cater to younger kids who want to play games like that, and it would be good for like an older male to get more of an understanding to break the mold that you know and not everything is about sports or shooting or robbing or sandbox like there's just a lot of stuff that's out there that not only is just for girls that you could play but that's just universe that everybody can play and you don't have to be a big fan of it or you know get your person be like oh i wasted my money maybe that's sometimes a challenge if you're such a good gamer and your skill level is so high let's see you beat barbie let's see if you could get a high score or a hundred percent of barbie game and stuff and be able to show it around friends yeah people might get concerned about you but let's see your skill go beyond the uh, beyond the known okay yeah you're good at uh, gears of war 4 okay that's fine let me see you do something in the blob it's let's let's see if you can 100 percent that and do tricky jumps and stuff let's see let's put on let's dance or uh, just dance and let's do uh katie Perry's uh california girl and let's see how we could get down on hard you know or even uh dance central uh hook up the 360 and get some good dance central too get some good tunes and grooves in that and see how good you guys can stay on beat and everything and then carry that into the real world like there's so much in the casual games that boys alone and men alone need to play and experience and stuff you know and a lot of people are like well i'm too big to play that or i'm too grown to play that 
who says it's never stopped you from doing it you just you just feel like it's not for you experience it put one game like that in your library um i got yoshi's woolly world uh for my 3ds and my wii u and uh, uh kirby's epic yarn i have that for my wii you know those are casual games and you know kirby has always been a big influence to the nintendo brand um because people really like them and uh, I haven't really gone out to buy a lot of the Kirby DS games, like the handheld games. But when it comes to console, I'm there buying it. I got Rainbow's uh, 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 Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. And that's an enjoyable game. It looks beautiful. Um, you know, Yoshi's Woody, Poochie and Yoshi's Woody World for my 3DS. And Yoshi's Woody World for DS. It's a phenomenal game. Um, because the beauty of it is that it looks easy, but trying to hundred percent that is difficult, you know. And I think boys need to go and he needs to play it, and some older adults need to play it to be like, you know, it, it looks too uh, youngish to me, too kitty for me. Go beyond looking at, at kitty and see that this kids game has an adult challenge to it. Sometimes you need to do that and. You need the bubbles and sparkles in your game. A lot of people need to do that because it's finding that balance and having it being a game. You know, when you're able to find that balance and being a a gamer like that, you know, you, you'll be you'll be more confident and you'll kind of have a better library and a, you'll be a better player in a lot of things. So when I come back, we're going to talk about the last part, girl power through new experiences and with that i will be right back So, girl power through new experiences. Um, indie games. Indie games are completely a great way to have girls experience new games um, to play. Whether you're doing PC, mobile, um, 3DS, um, PlayStation, uh, Microsoft. There are a lot of games on there that's in the indie section that uh, that you can really, really get girls into. Um 
some recommendations. Uh, I think for a girl who really wants to get into adventuring, and this might sound crazy, but I think Chrono Trigger is a good one um, because it deals with a lot of, um, it, it has a, a creative narrative, uh, narrative with, you know, time based. But two of your characters are girls in it, and they're very powerful. Um, it, it might seem a little darkish and stuff at times, but I think that it would be good for them to understand it. Um, Hyrule Warriors is a great game that girls could get into. Um, it has a big female cast in there. Um, and even though Link is kind of the main character, you know, beating, uh, uh, goblins and uh, everything else up in that game as Zelda or Sheik or just all these other female characters is marvelous and you know of course the guitar butt rock is, is a joy to listen to and there's just but there's just so much more um, uh, you know providing them with different genres I think girls need like video game different kind of genres so they need action they need role playing they need puzzle they need driving games like they need to play like Forza Horizon 3 or Burnout Takedown. Uh, like they need kind of need to get that experience. Um, they need to go to arcades and experience some of the arcade games. Yeah, a lot of them are goofy. A lot of them might be a little bit more mature and you don't have to have them play that. But, you know, they could go beyond Miss Pac-Man, you know, have them play as NBA Jam, you know, to show them, you know, get them into arcade sports, um, have them play more. Mario Kart uh, GP at like David Musters or something like that. Like there's a lot of stuff that people could do to have them understand that, you know, not everything uh, is all about shopping and, uh, you know, fashion and design. There's just a lot of stuff that's out there that could really give them a challenge and help them see that, you know, there's more to video games than fashion and been having a challenge um overall giving them better quality and fun and girls need girl i feel like young girls even some adult women they need to experience about experience that yes you're gonna try uh have some trials and errors you're gonna fail at some stuff but when you succeed because even with a lot of men when we're thinking about a game and we keep failing and we pass it it's that yes moment of success that we definitely definitely enjoy and so I feel like, you know, giving girls this power, this excitement for video games, this new adventure and everything that video games can offer, you got to give them new genres. You got to have them play. Yeah, now some of them might be more boy theme specific, but, you know, I feel like sometimes when it comes to things, anyone can experience them. You know, it would be good for not a young girl to play The Last of Us or um heavy brain or something like that but maybe a teenager or even a mom who is going through loss and stuff you know might enjoy like heavy rain like might need a uh a mystery game or probably playing a boy in this blob uh like a mom needs to play that because the blob is such you know having that hug button and stuff and solving puzzles and everything you know it might actually help the mom you know feel like she's taking care of something um, now I won't say trauma center cause that's a little bit too extreme, but you know, maybe, uh, 
maybe for a boy who wants to, you know, get into nursing and uh, being becoming a doctor and stuff like that, maybe that's a good game, like they're on as a teenager, for them to get into. You know, you just got to expose them to a lot of things or and make some recommendations, see what a lot of their friends are playing and things like that. Now, uh, there are some parents who don't mind their parent, their kid playing R-rated games and stuff, and that's up to that parent, and that's fine. But if you have a child or you have a girl or a young boy who don't really play into video games but kind of are interested, of course, the 3DS and uh, maybe the DS and the Wii U um, or just any system that you feel like they could experience some good games. I would say mostly go with a Nintendo console because they offer more that's catered to them. They have a lot of games that can make them understand how to play video games and how to experience a world of different themes and stuff, you know. And if you want to start them off with a Barbie game, that's completely fine. You know, you can start them off with a Barbie game and expand from there. And it's completely fine. It's, it'll be good for the family to play Just Dance. Or it'll be good for the family to play uh, Super Mario Brothers Wii U. Um, maybe, you know, uh, to duke it out. Yeah, Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. Uh, Eight-player battle with Grandpa them. Or still <laughs> Wii Bowling and stuff. Like, that might be fun for the family and stuff. And showing that they're a young child, you could play video games and have fun and enjoy it. And that is not always about shopping and stuff like that. So when I come back, everybody, I'm going to be uh, uh, doing some plugs. And with that, I will be right back. So I'm just going to plug some shows out there. Um, Optional Opinion, uh, you can find this, uh, my podcast, at the nominousradionetwork.podbean.com on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast apps. You guys can email the show at myop2comment at yahoo.com. You can follow me on Twitter at that retro code. And uh, you pretty much can check out... Um, my writings, like I said, on uh, IGN.com uh, under anime, E-N-I-M-E. Um, that's where you'll see uh, this. Uh, you'll see my 
uh, blogs for this episode. Um, the things that I've talked about, uh, the notes and stuff about girl thing gays and their questionable world. You'll be able to um, read those and um, hear more of my thoughts and expressions about that. Um, like I said, you can follow me on Twitter at that retrico. Um, you can free me on uh, we do under optional opinion um, all together capital letters. Um, uh, PSN, uh, PlayStation, uh, you could uh, free me at Okamico, O-K-A, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, O-K-A-M-I-C-A-L. And for Xbox One, you could uh, free me at the Lyrical One, D-A-L-Y-R-I-C-A-L, the number one. Um, you can also check out my Twitch page, the Lyrical One, where I play, um, do Let's Learn, where I play a game and talk about it. I will be coming back to that. I just have been very busy. Uh, you can check the other podcast, the, the, uh, the Deluded Geeks on the Anonymous Radio Network, com. Find us and like us on Facebook. Um, the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at HH Podcast Show and subscribe to them on YouTube also. Um, I was on there uh, two weeks ago, uh, so check out those episodes where we talked about the Nintendo Switch and uh some other random things it, it was such fun and i hopefully i will have those guys on this show in a couple of months uh so do check out um uh, for that uh simon's cake podcast at simoncake.wordpress.com where you can hear their podcast which is also on itunes uh, like their facebook page and follow them on twitter at simon cake um, so, oh, Simon's Cake. I'm sorry about that. Simon's, uh, follow them on Twitter at Simon's Cake and subscribe to them on YouTube also. Um, the Digital Nerds Advocate Network, you can check it out at dnanetwork.net and you can see and hear many of the podcasts like DNA Power Block, DNA Rose Going Wild, DNA Podcast, and more. Uh, you can hear more on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, uh, like us on Facebook and follow on Twitter at the DNA Network and subscribe on YouTube, which I am a part of. Um, Team Nerd, uh, that's Kyle's Waste Network and a YouTube channel. I am a part of it, so do subscribe to the YouTube channel at Team Nerd. Follow Kyle on Twitter at my uh, at underscore my name is Kyle and Team Nerd Facebook page. Uh, listen to us on Podcast Connected and check out our reviews and let's plays and watch Kyle's vlogs uh, and more. Um, for right now, we are on hiatus. We will be coming. Hopefully, we'll be back. We'll let you guys know. But uh, check out all our content that we have up there. And do subscribe. You might enjoy our discussions that we have. Um, the MVC Video Game Book Club. Come and join us on Facebook and join in, in the discussion. Check out our past discussions on YouTube at B-O-J-O-X-Z. Um, Secret Friends United. Uh, that's Ty, Extra, Ty Oxtra's um, podcast with his friends, Charlie. Um you can check out their podcast, um, Podomatic, iTunes, and Stitcher. Like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at Secret Friends U. And subscribe to their YouTube page, Secret Friends United. Uh, check out Phoenix Overdrive's content via YouTube at YouTube.com slash Phoenix Overdrive. Or subscribe to them via SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com slash Phoenix Overdrive. And find them on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music uh, and Google Play by searching for Nerd Overdrive. Join the discussion via facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash phoenix overdrive nation or tweet at them at phx underscore overdrive or tweet at their official page um podcast at nerd underscore overdrive so um the official podcast is nerd underscore overdrive um 
for their extra life efforts. Check them out at facebook.com slash Phoenix Overdrive and check out their extra life team at, um, page at extra life, uh, dot org. Um, that's extra, uh, dash life dot org slash team slash phoenix overdrive 16 and last usual rise above and uh also check out their twitch.tv slash phx underscore overdrive channel uh life of gaming you can find them on their website lifeofgaming.net where you can check out their podcast there and soundcloud follow them on twitter at life of gaming uh pod uh, Life of Gaming Pod and subscribe to them on YouTube, Life of Gaming. Um, I was on there uh, a couple of weeks ago also, so do check out our episode where we're talking about sports games. Um, PlayStation Enthusiasts, check out their website at PlayStationEnthusiasts.com and on YouTube at PlayStation Enthusiasts. Follow them on Twitter at PS Enthusiasts. Um, like I said, uh, email, just reminder, email the show at my to comment at yahoo.com and follow me on Twitter at that retro code. Um, also, check out my other podcast, World One One Podcast. We are officially on ShoutsEngine.com. Uh, we was on Archive.org, but we have switched over to ShoutsEngine.com. S-H-O-U-T. E-N-G-I-N-E dot com We're also part of iTunes So if you look up Optional Opinion you should, Not Optional Opinion If you look up World One Podcast um, You should be able to find us there also And subscribe um, They uh, um, World One One Podcast Still will show up on the Optional Opinion feed So you guys will be able to get that also um, You can find us actually on uh, Twitter Sorry everybody I'm losing my voice You can find us on Twitter at uh, World Sorry, I had to take a drink. Um, And find us on our Facebook page at World One One Podcast Forum. Uh, come and join us and get into this, the discussion. We talked to Daniel Griffin, uh, where he is the artist for She Remembered Caterpillars, which is on Steam for $12.99. So do check out that interview, that discussion, and check out his game on Steam. Um, she Remembers Caterpillars. Uh, uh, also check out my amazing friend Adam Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash fallen little angel and see him rock out some great games. Uh, you, sus- you can subscribe there and follow him at Twitter at F underscore little underscore angel and subscribe to him on YouTube at fallen little angel. Uh, check out my other talented friend Amanda and her exceptional beta video game work at don't trip parlor.tumblr.com and purchase some of them at etsy.com slash ca slash shop slash don't trip parlor beats. Um, D O N T, uh, T-R-I-P-P-E-R-L-E-R-B-E-A-D-S. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter at Rudoku to learn more. That's R-U-D-D-O-K-U. Um, and also check out my outstanding friend Fred on YouTube at Henshin a go go and subscribe. Follow him on Twitter at Henshin underscore a underscore no go. Um, Thank you guys, everybody. Sorry that I'm losing my voice. Just got a lot of stuff to say. Um, but optional opinion will be back. Um, sorry for um, taking a break off. Like I said, I've been doing some other things and stuff. Um, but we, I will be back giving you guys weekly episodes. So do check it out. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. Have a great weekend or whenever you hear this podcast. And with that, everybody, I am out. Peace.